Hello viewers and thank you for joining us for episode 26 of Engine's Tech Talk Sprint series where we hear from cutting edge fintech firms about the challenges facing the industry and discuss the tech that can assist in addressing them. My name is Henry Bewley and I am membership and fintech executive for Engine and the Investment Association. Today's Engine Tech Talk Sprint session is titled Unlocking the Potential fintechs and investment supply chains and I'm delighted to be joined by Kev Mitchell who is the CEO of Vendor IQ which is part of Graphene IS. Kev will be answering four key questions to provide insights on the benefits, risks and challenges of fintech supply chain management. As always this slide outlines the session outcomes for today along with a brief overview of Vendor IQ. I would welcome viewers to pause and read through the information but for the sake of time I will move straight on to the questions. So Kev welcome. First question we have for you is, how can investment supply chains benefit from the integration of fintech? First of all, thanks for thanks for having me on today, Henry. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so kind of just to go through that, that first question, how can investment supply chains benefit from the integration of fintechs, right? So for us, fintech in supply chain uh, as a topic, we believe is understated uh, in wealth and asset management. So understated that its importance and impact in, in some cases can be the difference between success and absolute failure. So when we talk about the benefits, let's consider one of the most re recent statistics that I've, I've read from one of the big four. There's over 3.5 billion pounds worth of money left on the table every single year through untapped supply chain uh, opportunities, right? So, and that's the UK alone. So that's a lot of money that's being left on the table, whether that's indirect or whether that's direct cost. And when you think about that number and the the fact that running businesses today is getting harder, we're navigating cost pressures, competition, reg change, tech innovations, and we're always getting tripped up by the unknown unknowns. For me, it normally happens on a Monday morning when, I, when I've got my week planned out, but Kind of without a shadow of a doubt, the kind of the key component um, to the successes of investment companies in this day and age is their suppliers, right? And with that in mind, let's not also forget the the methods and teams that we have in place to execute on those connections. So in some cases, those operational colleagues and those protocols that we have in place to manage our suppliers are just as support, uh, just as important as I should I say, as actually having the right suppliers in the first place. So for me, the the key benefits to any supply chain fintech business should 100% always be just to optimise existing processes. They shouldn't be there to replace people, they should be there to optimise what's already in place. And whether that be operational processes, as I've said, such as trading and payments, whether that be reducing costs um, through using new tech to onboard customers, or even just having the ability to make faster decisions and more informed decisions that help you run your business better and help you deliver your client a proposition that you can be proud of. And let's also not forget deliver value for your shareholders. Brilliant. Thank you, Kev. I will move straight on to our second question for you, which is what are the potential risks and challenges faced by investment managers in their supply chains and how can fintech help mitigate them? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question, Henry. So because I've said on the previous slide, there, there's untapped opportunity out there, right? That's that's a given. But there's just as big a risk, if not a bigger risk um, when it comes to the supply chain by taking your eye off the ball and not having your ear to the ground. So it can be just as costly to get it wrong than to do it right. So and to take another statistic, there's about a quarter of a billion 
pounds worth of fines that the regulator in the UK issues every year. So kind of a significant amount of fines, right? And one in four of these issues stems from lapses in supplier management processes. So and kind of one in every four fines. So that's like nearly 60, 70 million pounds relate from activities relating to the supply chain. So we cannot underestimate how important that is. So for us, these aren't just stats, these are wake up calls. And the biggest risk, as I've said, is that you fail. We've had businesses and, and clients who've had the regulator turn up at their door and ask them to evidence their selection, their oversight and the monitoring that they have on suppliers. So these wealth kind of managers that we work with and us and myself have, have often taken uh, it for granted that kind of why should we be monitoring other regulated businesses? They are regulated for a reason, right? And for for me, kind of people think the regulator is some sort of a scary beast and they're here to police our industry, right? They're not here to run our business for us. So we need to take some responsibility ourselves kind of in financial services to maintain a level of standard within our own operation and with our supplier activity. So let's take an, an example of the police, right? They're there to maintain law and order on the roads, um, but they don't take the responsibility for us to select and maintain our cars as much as we'd love that, right? So um, what do we do? We do When we select a new car, we do due diligence on that because we're not going to put our kids into something that we aren't 100% happy with. So why would we put our customers into a custodian with the same view, okay? Mm -hmm. So kind of, we check it's not been sold by someone uh, with a shady or bad past. We make sure that the leadership have good experience in delivering that proposition to the market. We check references and uh, we take it for a test drive. And look, we always check it's got seat belts, right? So I think for us as financial services people, we need to kind of take a step back and really think about kind of the key components of our supply chain are our responsibility. Uh, things like SMCR, consumer duty, they're driving that forward. Um, but businesses need to have their eyes opens and have their ears to the ground and if they don't keep up they're going to be left behind by competition but as i've said the absolute worst case scenario is they pick the wrong supplier and they kill their business mm. so to kind of just come back to answer the question fintechs can help businesses in two ways kind of to kind of get the most out of this one fintechs uh if you get the right fintech partner you're going to unlock all of those benefits that i've just talked about and secondly, there's also fintechs out there that are helping you proactively stay ahead of risk and help you manage and select suppliers effectively um, for those mission critical parts. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Kev. That's really informative. And the car analogy is a really strong one. I really like that. So our next question for you is, what are some real world examples of successful fintech integration in investment supply chains and what benefits have been realised? Yeah, that's no, a good one. So what, what I've tried to do here is take something a little bit kind of out of the investment industry and give you a kind of very large example of where kind of the, the more established players are using fintechs within their operation. So mm -hmm. taking Stripe and Goldman Sachs as a kind of as, as an example, the, the collaboration that they had, uh, Goldman had with, with Stripe was very much to leverage their advanced technology and kind of the, the benefit to Goldman Sachs was reach, right? So what this partnership allowed them to do was do three kind of really, really uh, quite exciting things. So first of all, it allowed Goldman to expand their customer base. And I think Stripe at the time had about kind of 2 million businesses that they were working with. So kind of from a distribution perspective, that partnership unlocked uh, a huge, huge potential opportunity for Goldman Sachs, even as big as Goldman Sachs are. Secondly, what the, the partnership allowed them to do was to enhance their customer experience so kind of within the bank as well. So that kind of proven Stripe process of kind of integrating payments into their company was um, quite revolutionary, I, I think, for, for the most part. 
the second a second good example would be the the Finicity and Mastercard partnership. And kind of just for complete transparency, Mastercard ended up acquiring Finicity as well. And the the reason that Mastercard initially worked with with that particular fintech was to provide them with financial data and insights into kind of certain parts of their process. So for Mastercard, what Finicity's technology allowed them to do was to can it offer more diverse and secure financial services, first and foremost. Secondly, just like the Stripe example, it allowed them to go globally. So they kind of started off, as we know, kind of MasterCard's kind of footholds in, in Europe for, for most part, but it allowed them to um, expand further into North America particularly. And kind of also the, the ancillary benefit there was the kind of the integration of that Finicity uh, solution within MasterCard allowed uh, for a lot more analytics uh, within their platform and some of the verification tools within the, the MasterCard credit decision making process. So there was a number of benefits, both from an access to distribution and cost base for MasterCard through um, the relationship that they had with Finicity and hence why they ended up purchasing them um, for, a, for a pretty good number in the end. Fantastic. Okay, great. Thank you very much for your answer there. So we've proven that uh, fintech integration can be incredibly successful and has really benefited firms of, of various different sizes. Um, so how can investment managers listening start adopting fintech solutions to enhance their supply chain processes, make better decisions and gain a competitive edge? Yeah, another great question. And it's often a, it's often a process that people shy away from, right? In financial yeah. services, people hate change right i think most people hate change generally but for, for us the, the supply chain should not be a scary a scary thing or a scary topic suppliers should be embraced there's some absolutely fantastic work that's going on out there so for us it's, it's very much three three steps right first of all we would always recommend and kind of take our clients through a kind of a process of stepping back right take a step back identify the information that you have within your business so we, we call it a foundational layer of data so all of that external information that you have you know, on your suppliers and potential suppliers that you're looking at and all of the internal information that you have kind of that relates to kind of existing connections and also how you absorb those products now and how you want to absorb those suppliers in the future so once you've got control over this we then can kind of focus on how we're going to mitigate the risk we've identified in that foundational layer of data and then also how we can take advantage of the opportunities that we've identified by looking at it at such a detailed level the second step in the process is if Kind of these opportunities and these risks align with the kind of the board's objectives, then we suggest in identifying partnerships, right? What are the high impact, high value partnerships that you have or would like to have and define the scope of work and understand the benefits and outcomes in the business case associated with any change uh, in activity within your supply chain. So it shouldn't be something that's done or taken lightly, but for sure you should have that kind of middle layer where you can present that information back into the board and ensure that that uh, change in activity is the right thing for your business. And then the third and final step in the process is always to kind of go through a structured process of integration. We call it incremental adoption within our business. And I think kind of my mom always used to say to me that like if you buy cheap or you buy fast, you might have to buy twice. Uh, in our industry, you typically only get one chance or it's going to cost you a hell of a lot of money. So kind of just to recap on that three step process, take a step back, look at that foundational layer of information you have on how you're inter interacting with the supply chain look at the the impact that some of these opportunities and risks may have on on your proposition get the business case in place for change and then incrementally and in a controlled way 
deliver on those enhancements to your existing suppliers and relationships, or if it is a piece of change, take the time and effort to go through a process of selecting the right partners to do that properly. Fantastic. Really strong advice to end on there. So that does bring us to the end of the session. Uh, you've covered a lot of ground there, Kev, so thank you very much for the wide range of insights that you provided. Just a few points for me to cover off in conclusion. If anyone watching uh, has a question they'd like to ask Kev or if you want more information about Vendor IQ uh, and their offerings, then please contact them uh, by the email address uh, on the current slide or check out the website, which is also displayed. It's been great speaking with you, Kim. Uh, thank you for taking the time to participate and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks a lot, Henry. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this Tech Talk Sprint podcast from Engine. Engine is the Investment Association's fintech hub, serving the investment management sector, the only buy-side focused hub of its kind globally. For more information about Engine or any of our fintech solution providers, please visit theiaengine.com, where you will also find all of these interviews in video form. Finally, don't forget to make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and follow at IAEngine on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and TikTok.